Hello, everyone. Kara Olker here, intuitive health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. I host my own podcast called Deep and Roots Podcast, and I do it all from Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it truly is the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Who doesn't love to be able to do things for free? And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. By the way, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Pretty sweet, eh? It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. I personally love using Anchor to record and upload my podcast episodes. I get to choose my own intro and outro music. In case you were wondering, it's Tropics in the Beats section. And it's very user-friendly for this millennial who can't technology at all. (laughs) It's one and done. Then I schedule my episodes to publish whenever I want them published. For me, I schedule to publish every Friday because... Who doesn't love Fridays? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello there. You are listening to the Deep and Roots podcast. My name is Kara Olker, certified health coach and founder of Deep and Roots Health Coaching. You can check out the services I offer on www.deepandroots.com. And you can also find me on Facebook under Deep and Roots Health Coaching and Instagram under Kara underscore the underscore health underscore coach. Deepened Roots podcast has been created to give listeners an inside look into my health coaching business, specifically my one-on-one 90-day program, which helps my clients establish habits that serve them and developing intuition around their thoughts and gut health. I use science and logic, and I also use the power of thoughts, feelings, and intuition. Trusting your gut is not an option in my world. So let's get started. Welcome to episode five. A whole five episodes, guys. Five. I mean, I'm so excited. (laughs) I feel that whether I've cranked out five episodes or 555 episodes, I'm going to be pumped at the fact that these episodes are out there for you to digest and for me to just be able to talk to you. So let's move on. Uh, Boundaries. We need to have them, everyone. We do. (laughs) For ourselves and for others, some people think of boundaries and they automatically feel boxed in, disingenuous, controlled. And to be honest, these are the thoughts and feelings of a person with little to no boundaries. It's an unknown. And the meaning behind the word boundary brings on the extreme notion of captivity, being powerless, immobile. However, Oxford Dictionaries defines the word boundary as a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. Those privy to boundaries look at that definition and feel self-control and respect, freedom, respect for others. 
clarity, and understanding. And on the other spectrum, someone who views boundaries as the single most important part of life feel power to self and power over others, control of self and control over others, safety. As one who has viewed boundaries in all three ways at some point in my life, I can safely say that feeling as though boundaries box people in often comes from a wounded state and some sort of loss of self. Someone who utilizes boundaries are in a more balanced and healed state, and those who only know boundaries are in some sort of trauma state, whether it's big trauma or like small traumas. So all of these mindsets come from how we view our life experiences. We all know that one person who has endured personal tragedy and appears as though he or she is handling it gracefully. There's either a support system in place or maybe there isn't. Either way, this person trusts his or her inner self to survive and thrive beyond tragedy and trusts that any other external forces will not take that away. There's an inner acknowledgement that the past is painful and the current and future moments don't have to be. Boundaries are merely a distinction between what is and isn't allowed in life, a beginning and end of self. And we also know that one person who endures tragedy and closes him or herself off to the world, the world has already heard enough. That person isn't going to give the world another opportunity to do it again. This stems from the fight-or-flight mentality, where this person is fleeing his or her thoughts and others. Boundaries are everything, and it's critical for survival. Lastly, the person who faces tragedy and abandons self so that others can save him or her is afraid of boundaries. Already feeling detached from connectivity, this person seeks connectivity in others to fill the void within, and often feels the need to be safe from the world around them and from self. Both extremes come from opposite forms of lack of intuition, the lack of trust in self, either relying on instincts only or the intuition of others. What does all of this have to do with hunger, fullness, and the gut? Simply put, that quote-unquote gut feeling is for more than making life decisions. It's also for deciding what to eat, what nourishes you, what keeps you hungry, what makes you too full, and even what makes you feel physically ill. Oftentimes, people simply eat what quote-unquote sounds good, which is odd to me as it implies that simply hearing the names of foods you want to eat will be some sort of beacon of light. (laughs) And in terms of what you need to fuel your body. And that's strange because although we are programmed to stay alive, we're also programmed to go towards what seeks us comfort. So what quote unquote sounds good will most times be a cheeseburger with extra meat and cheese and all the fixing with fries. And we're going to eat it all in one sitting. At least that's what sounds good to me. (laughs) And it's hard to find a gluten front free bun that tastes good. Let's just be honest. Uh, Yet as much as something sounds good, it's going to be more than likely uh, too much of what you need to digest at one time. It's going to roll right over those boundaries your gut is trying to set for you in terms of hunger and fullness. Those who are programmed to deprive themselves will look at a light salad with greens only and no dressing as 
quote unquote sounding good. It's enough for them to just barely get over the hump of feeling hungry. This is a matter of establishing too many boundaries around food as if it's going to hurt you. And really, both approaches to saving off hunger can become catalysts for higher low blood pressure, uh, blood sugar, cholesterol, hormone issues, food sensitivities, and autoimmune disease. You're going, you're giving your body too much or too little of what it needs. So it's working hard to regulate what you are or aren't consuming for digestion. It's like when you're in a relationship and you want attention and affection constantly, your gut is like that partner who needs a little room to breathe, literally, because you're not imposing any boundaries around how much you're eating. Or when you're in a relationship where all you want is your space, your gut is the other person in the relationship who isn't getting what it needs to feel full or even feel like it's in a relationship. So then your gut is the one getting loud and saying, hey, pay attention to me. So what if you were in a relationship with your gut where you looked within yourself and said, this is what I need to feel full enough. And your gut replied, yes, that sounds wonderful. Let's do it. (laughs) Sounds crazy, but that's the kind of relationship that honors boundaries. This kind of relationship honors needs. And the great part of it is that if you work on the relationship between what your brain and gut are saying to each other long enough, it's going to feel unison and unstoppable. There is no stuffing beyond belief and there's no deprivation. There's enjoyment and an understanding and what fuels and allows the body to thrive. And it's no wonder why they call it the brain-gut axis. So look at your current relationships with your friends, family, significant other, and most importantly, yourself. What do your boundaries look like? Are there too many set in place, not enough, or the right amount? Do your boundaries let love roll over you, push the love away, or let the right amount in? And is it the kind of love that feels good to you? Does this love suffocate you, abandon you, or fuel the already whole part of you? Then look at your relationship with food. Do you eat all the rolls and then some more? Do you push those rolls and anything else that looks good away? Or do you allow yourself to eat what sustains you, gives you energy and nutrients uh, that you need to go about your day? And is it the kind of food that agrees with your gut? Aligning the thoughts with your from your brain with what your gut has in mind can be scary and confusing at first. My clients first come in with the notion that cheesecake and pizza are bad and that all salads are good and created equal. But if you really look inward and stick to the idea of thriving versus depriving or suffering, you'll eventually realize thriving means not skipping any micronutrients or macronutrients rather, the proteins, the fats, the carbs, and leafy greens really, and getting to know what hunger and fullness feels like to you. On a scale of zero to 10, feeling starved is a zero. There literally is no gas in your tank and you're an angry, hungry, hangry (laughs) mess. While feeling stuffed beyond belief is a 10. You'll want to make a plan to eat 
when you're at about a two or three so that you have food in front of you by the time you're needing to eat. Conversely, you'll want to stop eating when you're about at a seven because by the time your stomach is able to full or able to catch up to what you've eaten, you'll feel full. Mindfulness practices uh, such as setting aside at least 10 to 20 minutes to actually eat, chewing at least 22 times each bite, putting your food on an appealing plate or in an appealing bowl, and practicing deep breathing throughout the day, these all help you develop that intuition within yourself and help solidify your relationship and identifying hunger and fullness. So how does this all sit with you? Do you feel any shame wash over you as you comb through your own experiences? Are you noticing any aha moments and basis for self-reflection and learning? Do you look back on this and realize you've come a long way in finding your own hunger and fullness? Regardless, I challenge you to look at your experiences and mindset from the past or as of right now and look at it with love. Do you have a relationship with food and self to be full of boundaries that hurt more than help you? Do you have a relationship with food and self with no boundaries in place and no sense of self? Or do you have a relationship with food and self where everything you enjoy, everything that helps you in your life has a place? And what kind of relationship do you want to have with food and yourself that serves you? No journey is to healthy relationships with food, self, and others is perfect. It's about choosing what serves you every day and giving grace for the moments you don't before getting back at it again. My podcasts are going to continue to release every week, and I'm going to continue elements of my one-on-one 90-day program that is founded on the concepts of acting out of fear versus abundance and what serves you. I also encourage you to reach out and let me know what else you'd like me to talk about. What moves you? What speaks to you? What serves you? Also, don't be shy. Please visit me at www.deepenedroots.com for more details on my health coaching business and the coaching services I offer. I am also on Facebook under Deepened Roots Health Coaching and Kara underscore the underscore health underscore coach on Instagram. Thank you all so much for joining me and I will see you next time.